Hello and welcome to the Modern Homeschooler. I'm Molly and I am still in Chicago. I don't know whenever you're going to hear this one. It could be months from when we're recording this. I have to leave for the airport in a hot second, but I wanted to try and squeeze one more one more podcast out of my friend Hannah because not only is she a college counselor or <laughs> college professor, she has an awesome Instagram page for traveling with babies and children, mm-hmm. family. And why don't you tell a bit just your quick story of the purpose? Yeah. Well, it. first, definitely check us out. We're at yes. Out of Town Travel. Yes. Which Molly actually helped come up with the name for that. Oh, yeah. That's your idea. Bravo. Nice. Yeah. Um, okay. Wait. So what do you want to know? My... Why? Like, why you make it a point to travel with children. Oh, okay. So travel has always been really important to me. I got my first taste. Well, I grew up traveling doing road trips and things like that with my family. Um, and then when I was in college, I had my first taste of kind of living overseas, in quotes. I was, I had an internship in Hawaii. So mm. while I was still the U.S., <laughs> I was across an ocean from my family. And so I did my internship there when I was in college, and it just gave me a love for other cultures. Even though Hawaii is America, it's very, very different from what mm. I was used to. And so I just, I loved it. And then... Um, I ended up getting a bit of the travel bug then and was able to move to Switzerland where I met Molly mm-hmm. and work as an au pair and I um, traveled around quite a bit while I was there. For those who don't know what an au pair is, it's a nanny. Yeah, a nanny. A nanny with a visa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so that gave me, I mean, I got to see a lot of Western Europe when I was living there. I traveled almost at, at least once a, once a month, if not more than that, um, out of the country. And then when I met my husband, I expressed to him that travel was really important. And so we just kind of started to travel together. Our first opportunity to travel was um, we he had a really dear friend who was getting married in England. And we were living in Chicago at the time. We were just seriously dating. And so we were invited. A big group of us were invited to England. And so um, me and two of my girlfriends decided that we would backpack through a couple countries and then meet up with all of my husband and all of his friends in England. And so we did Paris, we did Florence, and then we met up with some of his friends in Rome. And Freddie, my husband, wasn't able to meet there because he was doing an internship at the time. Mm-hmm. But one of the nights we were in Rome, Freddie actually showed up and surprised me at the mm-hmm. Trevi Fountain. That's where we got engaged. Yeah. So, so we've gotten engaged in Europe. We ended up honeymooning in Europe and Africa. Um, and then we just kept traveling. And so when we finally got pregnant with our first child, we were at a party and we'd just gotten home from a trip to Paris. Mm. And one of our friends came up to us at the party and was like, ha ha, hope you enjoyed that trip. Cause that's the last trip you'll ever take now that you have kids. <laughs> and we were both so shaken by that comment. We literally that on the drive home. We were like, was that really our last trip? <laughs> like, I don't know. And then we both just kind of like looked at each other and said, no, like that's not, even if we have to prove this guy wrong, like that's definitely not going to be our last trip. And it wasn't. Mm-hmm. We've traveled every single year internationally and domestically multiple times with our kids since then. Yeah, I think so. that's I think that's really cool. Um, I mean, I think that's really cool, but I haven't really traveled that far with my kids. <laughs> well, it's really like, intimidating for well, sure. Well, yeah, that and I, you know, we we um, we tend to travel. We tend to road trip it with our kids places, and yeah. so someday, you know, we hope to. Um, and, um, it's very admirable because you guys, you know, he's, you're a professor, he's a counselor, but he's a psychologist. Yeah. And he's a psychologist. Yeah. And so you guys have these more education, um, incomes Mm -hmm. and yet you guys, we're definitely middle-class America. We're not loaded. (laughs) And that's what I love about it. It's like, (laughs) like, 
You have it, like you guys have this, you know, your incomes aren't like extravagant and no. yet you just live a lifestyle that, that says this is what I enjoy and not only do I enjoy it, but I'm going to invite my children into my life. Yeah, and that's like, our priority. Yeah. yeah. And so, and we've, we, we've decided, you know, that, I mean, like we've done the state trips. So we said, okay, from here on out, we'll go ahead and bring the kids with us, you know, so um, I just had to let that out there so I'm not being a hypocrite, being like, yeah, travel with your kids, but yet <laughs> I haven't done it a whole lot. Well, and I, mean, I think that there's like, so. I mean, I think that there there are huge benefits to traveling just with your spouse mm-hmm. and traveling just with your, traveling as a whole family, and I think both are very important. So Freddie and I still take time to like, to get away just the two of us. Cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, we found a lot of value with showing our kids the world, even at really young ages. And, and it's yeah. changed our trips in really amazing ways that I never thought hmm. it would That's by bringing cool. kids. Yeah. So how, how old are your kids? So I have a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a one-year-old. Okay. And your five-year-old, how many countries has she been to? She's been to at least seven that I can think of off the top of my head. I was telling Molly, I need to look at a map to make sure. But <laughs> it's at least seven. She's seen a big you, chunk of Western Europe. You need to do the scratch-off maps that are getting really popular right now. Have you seen those? No. Oh, we have one for the United States, which is, it's literally like a really cool artistic scratch-off. Like, it's a map. Yeah. It can either be world or continent or uh, the U.S. or whatever. Yeah. And then as you visit that country, you scratch it off. Like with like a coin. Yeah, like a- with a coin. But it has oh. like a really cool, like, some of them are watercolor, like they're watercolor underneath. They're like they're very pretty. Like so, you can like oh, you yeah. leave it on your wall, and then that's fun. Yeah, and so Ben and I decided because obviously I've been in a lot of places, and then Ben's with been with me some, but we decided we're gonna do one just for where our family has been. I love that. So we have just that one. So anyway, that's cool, should... especially if you're trying to get like all yeah. fifty states. I know a yeah. lot of families mm-hmm. that I work with. That's one of their big goals is yes. like getting all of the fifty states. Yeah, that's our goal yeah. too. So it's the 50, 50 states. So. That's cool. Anyway. Our goal is every, foot on every continent. So when are you going to do Antarctica, man? Antarctica will be last because it's $100 million to go to Antarctica. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lovely. Okay, so today I wanted to talk about, um, I think there's a lot of awesome stuff out there already on like traveling with your kids, basics, whatever. But from a mom who has traveled internationally with a child five and under, multiple children, like, because your two yeah. youngest, you mm-hmm. have been, because you're young, you're, obviously your baby hasn't done it. Have you traveled yet with baby? He traveled internet, he traveled to Canada. Okay, but he, um, he haven't done the... But he has not gone, okay. so he'll go abroad, we're gonna, he'll be um, a year and a half when we go this summer to, to Europe. So all of the seven different places that you've been with your oldest so far, Yeah. what have you found, what has been the best... Like, for someone who has never traveled internationally before, what would you find would be the most surprising as far as being family-friendly in a, just like a fun way? Like, it's not that hard to bring your kids to if you want to get out and say, let's go somewhere unique with our kids. Well, I mean, it depends on how long of a flight you're ready to deal with. (laughs) So I've traveled on, um, they call them long-haul flights when they're like transatlantic and they have to be over a certain amount of hours. But Mm -hmm. I've done quite a few long-haul flights with an infant. If you have kids that are, I would say, three to three and a half and older, those long-haul flights become much easier because they're able to occupy themselves with videos and coloring books and things like that. Mm-hmm. The, and if they are basically like eight months or younger, it's also very easy because mm-hmm. they tend to like not be mobile yet. If they can't crawl, that's a really easy time to fly with your kids. Mm. And airplanes have 
especially international flights, have a lot of accommodations for families traveling with babies. Mm-hmm. Um, but that in-between age where your child's just learned to be mobile and can't quite sit still for a long period of time, like in front of a movie, then that's like the brutal time to travel. Oh, okay. So this summer, when we go to Europe with Gus, he'll be I'm 18 months and it'll be brutal. Because <laughs> he's just going to want to move, you know? But you consider a long-haul flight, like, from Chicago to Paris is eight hours? It's, like, nine and a half. Nine and a half or so? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So that's yeah, what you kind of so consider long-haul. Yeah. Like any, okay. It's, like, double kind of what you would do in, in the U.S., I feel like. Yeah. 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 Um. So, for... For... Wait, what was the question? The question was... Like, was <laughs> <laughs> what would you find, like, for the first time... For the first time traveler anywhere... Okay. With the fam, like... And we're Where talking we like, what, like, does Let's, Canada count, or are we no, talking like I mean, a big international we live, trip? Only because we live right next to Canada. Let's yeah. like, let's say big international trip. If we're like, okay, let's do this thing. Yeah. Where would you go? I mean, I think Europe is really easy because it still is a Western culture. Mm-hmm. So, um, like, if you're going to go to Asia, that's pretty brutal if you're flying from the U.S. because it's the craziest, longest flight. Same with Australia. Those mm-hmm. are like you're going to be traveling for at least 24 hours, which mm-hmm. is just a really long time for your first flight. So we always recommend Europe. When I'm mm-hmm. meeting with um, my clients, I always recommend looking into Europe. And for me, my favorite country to travel to with kids is Italy. Mm. Italians love children. Mm. Um, that was one of the biggest surprises. So our first trip we took when Quinn was a baby, that's my oldest, she was um, eight months. She turned nine months in Europe. And we went to Paris, the Swiss Alps, and um, Rome mm-hmm. and Venice. And um, we spent a lot of time in Italy. And we traveled to Europe many times before without kids. And we always had a really, really good time. Um, But when we went with kids, the country kind of just opened up their arms and opened up their culture in a way we'd never experienced before. Interesting. Because kids are a really nice, natural buffer. Everybody Mm. loves kids. Mm. And it's a really easy topic of conversation. I mean, you, you know just by going to the grocery store, if yeah. your kid's doing something silly, someone will stop and say hi, right? Sure, sure. That's how it is when you're in Europe. I mean, mm-hmm. I had cute little old men feeding my kids pieces of their croissant, and mm-hmm. um, in Italy, <laughs> everywhere we went, the kids were getting, like, free scoops of gelato, free slices <laughs> of pizza, just because they're smiling and cute, you huh. know, and people want to make conversation. We had so many neat conversations about how long people had lived where they, mm-hmm. you know, like in Rome and where they were from and all sorts of like new little inside tips that we never would have gotten because we wouldn't have had, you know, warm, inviting conversations with people. That's yeah. interesting. So for us, it kind of, that first trip, bringing a baby kind of just like blew open like a whole new world to us that, and that really made us want to keep bringing our kids. Yeah. And then our kids loved it and we found our kids are kinder. They've learned, um, respect and they've learned kind of how to operate in a lot of different contexts um Mm -hmm. they learned when to be quiet um because there's you know when you're on an open plane you can't be going crazy Mm -hmm. they just learned boundaries it's been a neat way to teach them boundaries that you would have to teach them anyways yeah um but it is intimidating for sure i mean to take that first long-haul flight Mm -hmm. i remember right before we we left i was packing up everything and i called my best friend like just in a panic being like what if Quinn just screams the whole way over there? Or what if she, you know, what do I do when she has tantrums when we're in, in Paris? And she's like, Hannah, she's either going to cry in your living room in Chicago or she's going to cry on the streets of Paris. But in Paris, you have a glass of champagne and a croissant in your hand. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> I was like, you're right. It's, it's definitely going to be worth it. Kids throw tantrums in Paris, too. Parisian children, too. Yeah, so. they just do it everywhere, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's fine. So, for the new, if they're doing a brand new trip, what would be, like, what would you say is, like, if money's not the option, like, how long is a good time to be gone? And if they would go somewhere for their first trip, would you say for them to go, like, just to one place? Or, like, what do you think is doable? I always recommend for anyone, whether you're traveling alone or with kids, always visit a place assuming you're going to come back. Okay. The trips that are kind of the most chaotic and the most stressful, that have the most opportunity to be ruined in some capacity, are the trips where you're trying to cram absolutely everything in. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the trips you don't remember as much. You have to like look back on photos to see what actually happened. Those are the trips you don't really get good taste for the culture. So... Really just trying to take it easy, picking some of the big sites you want to see and and just kind of easing into the culture is what I always recommend. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you're traveling for the first time internationally, it is a big ex- expense just up front. The flights mm-hmm. are more expensive. The housing is going to be more expensive. And oftentimes the food is a little bit more pricey than what you're used to in the U.S. because you're eating out more and things right. like that. Yeah. So I think that if you want to make it worth your while without yeah. exhausting everybody. So I always I always say as a good rule of thumb, if you have the flexibility, 10 days is an ideal time okay. to travel, to go somewhere for the first time. It allows you opportunity to get over your jet lag. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's enough time where at the end of 10 days you're probably ready to come home, mm-hmm. but you're leaving on a good note. Mm-hmm. And I always say to do two places. Two so, places. Two places. So, like, yeah. two places in Italy? Or, like, like if we were going to Rome, would you say, yeah, do Rome and then Athens? Or do you mean, like, Rome and Milan? Like, stay within the country? Um, I think it's I think it's totally fine to stay, to go out of the country. I think you just need to account for travel times as well. So, okay. um, if you're going from, like, Rome to Paris or Rome to London, I would recommend doing doing a flight, a short flight mm-hmm. that might cost more money than like if you went to from Rome to Venice or Rome to Florence, you have like a hour and a half, two hour train ride. That's true. So just taking into account your travel times because that will consume a whole day too, just traveling from one location to the next. That's true. And all of Europe is in the same time zone, right? So even when you're traveling, you're not going to have a secondary jet lag of time zone, yeah, right? Yeah, I can think about, I mean, I don't know when you go to Eastern Europe, I'm sure it changes, but... Yeah, for the most I part, so, like all, because you're really Europe. You're doing a lot of north south traveling, not east west traveling. I mean, when we, I feel like the flight, the time changed from Iceland to, to Paris on our last trip. We were there, but I could be totally wrong. Well, Iceland, I could see. Yeah, but I'm talking. I mean, obviously, yeah. it's off off yeah. the mainland. Yeah, but yeah. So tell me, like, what has been like the least favorable place with children you've traveled? The worst trip we ever took was to Ireland. Oh, man. Um, and we were so excited about it. A lot of it has nothing to do with the fact that we were with kids. But mm. we um, we flew into Dublin, and we planned a 10-day road trip um, all the way out to the West Coast and then back to Dublin. And it was it – was, lots of it was really, really fun and really beautiful. So we first – our first downfall was we planned the trip in March – Dublin is known to be a green land, and to make land green, it has to rain a lot. Oh. And March was definitely the rainy season. Mm. So the weather was not, like, the most favorable. Mm. Um, we were traveling. I was, I think, 24 months pregnant, 25 months, <laughs> or 25 weeks, not 24 months. <laughs> that would have been bad. Yeah. I was 25 weeks pregnant, and then my daughter, Quinn, was uh, 20 months-ish. Oh, wow. We so um, that was just exhausting in and of itself, too. Um, the people in Ireland, I will say this, I have never, ever met friendlier people than the Irish people wow. as a whole. I huh. mean, we were 
completely blown away by just how how friendly we were. And I think they would have been that way even if we didn't have kids with us. They were just the sweetest people. Hmm. Our cab driver turned off his meter and gave us a tour of Dublin just because he was just enjoying our our conversation. Wow. (laughs) I mean, like, people were just so kind. Um, But we couldn't experience a lot of the culture because we were traveling with young kids that we had wanted to. So, like, Mm -hmm. going to the brewery was more difficult with a young kid. Um, There was a lot of, like, live music that we wanted to see, um, even, like, Irish stuff dancing and things like that that we wanted to see. But a lot of that happened at night and at pubs that wouldn't allow really young children into it. So it was really difficult to find any pubs that, at least in, like, Dublin proper, that would allow babies or little kids which the... would be tough with pubs because a lot of times if you want cheap but good food, you go to pub and you have the pub food. Right. And you can buy the good sandwich without having to, like, go to a real restaurant. Which, that was fine during the day. They okay. didn't. They weren't as strict about it. But at night, like, to see, like, the nightlife mm-hmm. and to listen to the music and things like that, we ended up just taking turns. So, like, my husband would stay in the Airbnb with my daughter <laughs> and, like, vice versa. And, so. I mean, was there any, like, family-friendly stuff that you guys did, like, museums otherwise? Oh, yeah. Okay. For sure, for sure, for sure. We went to the university in Dublin. It was beautiful. We saw the Book of Kells. Um, okay. St. Stephen's Green is a big park there. Okay. Ireland itself was wonderful. There was actually a really cool, a part of our drive near the Blarney Stone, um, which is in, like, southern Ireland, we stopped and there was this really cool, like, wildlife park. Mm. It was almost like a... A big outdoor zoo that you walked through. Hmm. Um, it was much more like natural than a zoo would be with like lots of cages. There were still obviously cages for the dangerous animals, but it was just more open. And mm. so it was just this really long walk that we meandered through, and that was really fun. Hmm. Um, so there were a lot of things. I think I think like I said before, I think a lot of it was our circumstances. Sure. And then I think a lot of it was the age of our kids. If you had like twelve year old, thirteen year old kids, you'd probably be able to still. They, some pubs the Irish would be you. trying to give Harrison a pint. Yeah. Well, the legal <laughs> drinking age is 16. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yes, they would. Uh, and I, I would not allow him to, just so we're clear. I wouldn't. <laughs> Ruins like, Molly's giving Harrison beer at 12. No, I am not. I am not. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So, I mean, I guess that would be tough. I guess it really depends on your personality because someone like me who loves other cultures, it'd be really hard to have spent the money and especially the time to go somewhere and then to be like literally standing outside the door and being like, I can't come in. <laughs> like, yeah. Like that would be really tough. I, Cause for Ben and I, it's more time. Like, you know, that um, for him to be able to take two full weeks off of work, yeah. like that's the struggle for us is like, you know, getting that time. Yeah. In, you well, know, and if but, you can't do that, yeah. um, I then doing one location in one week's time is, you know, yeah, you travel whatever. on the weekends and you have like five solid days in a location. That's, I mean, that's a good trip too, I think. What is, like, the one, if you can think of, like, the major, like, kind of, I don't know, faux pas or, like, mistake that traveling families make that you're, like, man, like, you feel like you have to tell families over and over again? Um, picking poor accommodations. Mm. Um, so, if you've been a hotel family or uh, your whole trip, mm-hmm. um, your whole, like, kind of family life, when you get to Europe or any anywhere, really, with traveling with the family, we always recommend renting homes, like, Airbnb's. Okay. Especially if you're staying for an extended period of time. It makes everyone's sleeping arrangements easier. You save a lot of money that way by being able to cook in. You still get to try, like, local cuisine. Like, mm-hmm. when we're in Paris, we're the picnic family, for sure. We yeah. go get a baguette. We go to the fromagerie and get some cheese. Mm-hmm. We're still experiencing a lot of French cuisine. It's just more rustic. Yeah, totally. So you can save, save a lot of money that way. 
Um, and then also, too, I think... Hold on real quick. So you okay. mean by poor accommodations when you're talking about a hotel family? Do you find it's like, oh, the hotel family tries to find the quality in in Paris and stay there kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, and, and it's that's just... horrible. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hotels are... In my experience, no- good hotels are notoriously more expensive. Just like so expensive, it's not yeah. worth it for a if family. If you want to be in a good location too. So yeah. we can rent a two-bedroom apartment in the very city center in the neighborhood we love in mm-hmm. Paris for easily half the price, yeah. if not a quarter of the price of what we pay for like two hotel rooms. Yeah, we've done Airbnbs a lot. Just Harrison and I, uh, Harrison and I, Ben and I. And yeah. for sure, like when we were in Paris, we could see Notre Dame from the apartment building. Yeah. You know, and it was way cheaper. Like, get out and walk, you know, Oh, whatever. totally. And it was just so good. Airbnbs intimidate people, I think, because you're like, mm-hmm. who am I renting from? This isn't like a big whatever. corporation. But yeah, there's, I mean, that's like a whole other podcast. But there's lots of different things yeah. you can do to kind of ensure that you're, you're staying in a nice place. One last thing. What do you think about then for for um, for families of, you know, you have a family of five right now. Yeah. Rent a car or don't rent a car. What would you say? I think it totally depends on where you're traveling to okay. and what you are hoping to do. So um, when we, we're going to go to Paris and we're going to spend about five, five or six days in Paris, we're mm-hmm. planning on a couple of day trips outside of the city as well. Um, but we will not be renting a car. Having okay. a car in the city yeah. is just going to be a bigger pain in the neck and a bigger waste of money mm-hmm. than anything else. We'll walk places. We'll take public transportation. Mm-hmm. And then when we go on our day trips out of the city, the places we're going to are reachable via train. So that's mm-hmm. what we'll do. Um, some of the best, the funnest trips I've taken have included road tripping. So, um, But I always rent the car when I'm planning on leaving the city. So we've done a lot of trips where we'll stay in Rome, hang out there, no car. And then right before we leave, we'll go pick up our car at the local Hertz. And then we'll, you know, road trip through Tuscany to Florence and mm. drop it off when we get to Florence. And cool. that, I mean, that's incredible because yeah. you can, you're really in control of where you stop. You can pull over at random vineyards or random restaurants and really experience real, real small town Italy. Yeah. Um, we've done that through the Swiss Alps too. Mm. Um, and there's lots of cool places you can stop there. So I think the biggest thing is if you're in a big city, do your research, see what the public transportation is like. Yeah. Um, and where you're going to be, plan where you're going to be staying accordingly, and then you probably don't need to rent a car. More hassle than it's worth. Yeah, and I find that, I think because there's, living in such a car-centric uh, world oh, yeah. in the U.S., and especially even more so where we live, you know, we always think we've got to rent a car with our family of six or whatever, and it's like it actually tends to be more of a hassle. I mean, Ben and I, this last year when we went to Normandy, we had to rent a car just right. because of where we were driving to. One, we did not realize that we would be spending literally hundreds of dollars in, um, what's it called? What's the word? Fares. Um, oh, yeah. T- tolls. Tolls. In tolls. Yeah. Like hundreds of dollars, like hundreds of euros in tolls Yeah. Um, from place to place. Do you want to go get baby? He's okay. Fine. Baby's crying, so I was going to we'll stop real quick. We'll get him in a minute here. Um, like hundreds of toll, like dollars in tolls. And on top of it, we got two speeding tickets. Oh, yeah. But the thing is, is we had one. We had absolutely zero idea that we were speeding. And we didn't know we got the ticket till after we got home. And it was months later. Up. Months later. Months later. Yeah. And so, like, that's another huge thing. And the thing is, is Ben is, Ben is just, he does not speed. He is very much about driving the exact speed limit, no matter where we're at in life and everywhere. <laughs> and so it irritated him to know. I mean, he pretty much drove the entire time. So it wasn't like, oh, it must have been Molly who got the speeding ticket. Yeah. And it was like totally him. And so it's like, those are some things you don't quite think about of like, you might not totally know what the speed is because somehow it changed when you were looking at that pretty bridge as you drove by. Right. 
So And gas is expensive too. Oh, Europe is much more expensive. Yeah. And plus, like, I mean, if you're visiting a city, which most people when they're going to Europe for the first time, they're not usually like, I'm gonna hang out an hour outside of Paris in the country. Like yeah. it's usually you're going to a major city. Yeah. And most major cities have really excellent public transportation. They also have cabs if you don't feel comfortable on public transportation. Um, Do but, you find it's hard to figure out the tra- public transportation? Like, when you're in a foreign country, you don't know the language, you've never been to Greece before, whatever. Like, is it hard for you to figure it out? Um, some cities, yes, more than others. Okay. Um, most of the major cities in Western Europe are fairly simple to figure out. Okay. Um, the standards of cleanliness differs, too, <laughs> from country to country. It's all part of the adventure, I think. Um but then there's also, too, a lot of these places you're going, you're going to, like, one part of... You're going to be hanging out mainly in one part of the city. Yeah. Um, so, like, in Paris, you can you can walk from the Notre Dame all the way to the Eiffel Tower along the scene. It's a longer walk, but mm-hmm. you can do you can walk it if you want. Or you could mm-hmm. just hop on the train at the metro mm-hmm. and, and go there, too. So And there's always friendly people. More and more in Europe, it's easy to find an English speaker, too. And so it's, it's easy to get around and navigate, in my opinion. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, anyways, I hope this guys this has been helpful for you if you've been thinking about planning that first big trip with your kids. Um, I know a lot of us homeschoolers absolutely love world schooling as much as we yeah. can. And obviously, I think a lot of us, it's our dream just to like quit our jobs and like travel the world and teach our children, you know, Mine in too, the Bahamas. I don't even homeschool. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully this encourages you that you can take that trip and please go check out Out of Town Travel where Hannah gives all sorts of tips for everything, not just international, but also if you want to do any form of traveling at all, whether in the U.S. or otherwise, um, because she has everything there that you need for traveling with your kids. Thanks. Yeah. Have a great day, guys. Bye.